Welcome to Artificial Avenues with your favorite tour guide, Judy Labley. Buckle up and prepare for the start of this new episode. If we think about it, AI is truly a human's best friend. They can answer your questions in an instant and are always there when you need them. AI basically has experience working in every field. AI can be a chef, teacher, doctor, artist, engineer, vet, and so much more. It's just like I said in the first episode. Imagine having one machine that knows how to do everything any human on Earth can do. It has information that goes all the way to the beginning of human life. For a second, it may sound brilliant, and it is, but wouldn't it also seem dangerous that a machine knows more than we do? This brings us to think, is AI good or evil? Welcome back to Artificial Avenues. In the last episode, we looked into how AI was being used in two different fields, healthcare and education. And in today's episode, we'll look into three more fields, cooking, art, and sport. And we'll also see if people think AI is good or evil. Unfortunately, in this episode, we won't have any more special guest speakers, and you'll be stuck with me for the most part but I'll try to make it as interesting as possible. Something that reminds me of AI in the culinary field, and culinary is just another word for cooking, is the 2007 Disney Ratatouille movie that tells the story of a rat named Remy who learned how to be a great cook by copying everything a human chef does without actually doing it. It's a great movie, a classic really, but if you think about it, that is what AI does. It learns things by copying the experiences of humans. When we look into the culinary field, AI can help tell you all you need to know about ingredients and recipes but it's only used by beginners in cooking who really need help to learn. Imagine having a vision in your head. For example, a unicorn swimming in a pool shaped like a pineapple with a milkshake in its hand. Now, think about how much you want to paint that vision, but you don't really know how to draw or paint. Well, don't worry, AI will be able to do it easily. Artificial intelligence is being used in art to create and assist with artistic creations. It uses advanced computer algorithms to simulate human intelligence, creativity, and decision-making processes. Here are a few ways AI is being used in art. 1. Generating artwork. AI can be programmed to generate original artworks including paintings, music compositions, and even poetry. By analyzing vast amount of existing art, it learns patterns and styles to generate new pieces that mimic the works of artists or create entirely new styles. This use of AI in art is very common. Anyone can give AI a few words and allow it to create art. 2. Enhancing artistic creation. 2. Enhancing artistic creation. Artists can use AI tools to enhance their creative process. For example, there are software programs that provide suggestions based on an artist's initial concept. It can recommend color palettes, composition adjustments, or even generate variations of the original idea. 3. Restoration and preservation. AI can help in restoring and preserving artwork. Restoring means to fix up and preserving means to save. It does that by analyzing damaged or faded pieces. It can assist in digitally reconstructing missing elements, refining details, or improving colors based on the understanding of historical styles. 4. Virtual Reality and Interactive Experiences AI-powered virtual reality platforms allows users to immerse themselves in interactive and dynamic art experiences. These platforms can generate personalized art based on users' ideas, allowing individuals to feel more involved in the art creation process. 5. Artistic Collaborations AI can be programmed to respond to human input and interact with artists to create collaborative art pieces. It can analyze an artist's style and ideas, interpret them, and contribute with its own creative suggestions, resulting into a mixture of human and AI artistic expression. While AI and art has its benefits, it also sparks important discussions about the role of human creativity and the impact of technology on artistic expression. Nonetheless, it represents fascinating opportunities for artists and enthusiasts to explore new boundaries and create innovative artworks. To go back and re-explain some things that might not have made sense, uh, generating artwork basically means that AI obviously has its own data on 
all the different artworks in the world that are available online. So what it does is that it analyzes those artwork, it learns about the different colors in the artwork, the meaning of the art, the way that the art was created, and it's able to imitate that. It's able to copy that and make its own art. So that's why you can uh, put in a few words, like, like give it a little description to AI, and it can create an art just like the description you gave. When it comes to enhancing artistic creation, what you can do is that you can take either your finished artwork, give it to AI, and see what they recommend for you to make it better. Or if you're stuck on a painting and you're not able to finish it, you can just ask AI, what is the best next step for this artwork? And obviously with its own information, it can give you a recommendation. When it comes to restor uh, restoration and preservation, what it does is that it can take an image that is pretty old, maybe an old historic artwork, and it can completely make it looking new. It can you know, change the color palette to make it look more fresh. It can preserve the way the strokes were made. But obviously, this is not in real life. This is just on online or on the internet. When it comes to virtual reality and interactive experiences, currently, virtual reality is getting, obviously, more and more innovated. And so people can go on to uh, virtual reality platforms and can create art there. And then that um, they can see it, obviously, in 3D. And that makes the whole uh, art creation more available to many people. The 2022 Qatar World Cup was one of the most impressive and memorable sporting events, but one thing that many people realize is that it brought along an immense use of artificial intelligence. Things like sensor-embedded footballs, stadium temperature control, a video assistant referee, and so on. This comes to show how artificial intelligence is being used in sports. Let's look at other ways AI is being used in sports. AI technologies can analyze large amounts of data from various sources, such as video footage, player statistics, and sensor data from wearable like fitness trackers. By processing this information, AI algorithms can help coaches and players in their performance, weaknesses, and areas of improvement. AI-powered tools can also monitor players' movements and performance to identify potential injury risks. By analyzing data, AI algorithms can alert coaches and medical staff when a player's movements indicate a higher risk of injury, allowing them to adjust training programs. AI is also used in sport broadcasting to enhance the viewing experience for fans. AI-based systems can automatically track players' movements, generate game statistics in real time, and provide interactive visualizations such as highlighting players' paths or predicting game outcomes. AI can assist referees in making accurate decisions during games by quickly reviewing video replays. AI algorithms can detect fouls, offside situations, or errors, providing supportive information to referees and reducing the chances of human error. And finally, AI is often used to enhance fan engagement interaction. Chatbots powered by AI technology can answer fans' questions, provide real-time updates, and offer personalized content based on their preferences. AI can also analyze fans' behavior and feedback to deliver tailored experiences, enhancing their overall enjoyment of the sport. Overall, AI is transforming the sport industry by providing invaluable data analysis, improving safety measures, and enhancing broadcasting experiences, aiding referee decisions, and engaging fans in new and exciting ways. Once again, let's look at uh, back at the information that I just gave for those who didn't understand. So uh, when we look at how AI is being used, we first look at how AI-powered tools or AI technology can take in um, information that is happening during a game, a sporting game, like video footage, or it can take in the player statistics, which is basically um, the player's past experiences and numbers when it comes to the game. And it can help make... Uh, plans for the player and their coaches to help improve weaknesses or uh, making areas for improvement. 
AI-powered tools can also look into a player's real-time footage and see what is the possibility of having injury based on the player's movement or position. And this is obviously very uh, helpful for the medical staff and the coaches, as well as the player itself, to reduce the risk of an injury. In real-time games, AI can also help provide information that is helpful for the fans. So I think like... Game statistics, what is happening in real time, we can look into, for example, how many goals were scored, how many fouls were made, just by AI analyzing what's happening in the game. It can also make visualizations, for example, if a player is about to make a goal, it can predict the path that it's going to take. AI can also help um, answer fans' questions on what's happening during the game. Rounding off on how AI is being used in different fields, we navigated how it's being used in healthcare, education, cooking, art, and sports. But... The more I think about it, how can we trust a machine that knows everything? How can we trust a tech system that controls different things in our lives? And what is the possibility that it takes over our jobs? How can we know if AI is good or evil? I asked some students what they thought, and here's what they said. I think it's good, considering what it's doing right now to us. It's helping us with many things, like this computer right now. Um, I, I, it, it's, uh, I don't know what to say. Okay, so I truly believe that AI has both a positive and a negative impact on us since it is helping us with um, things such as school, work, and other things. But when it comes to the negative impacts, it is basically taking over, you know, humans' abilities and it's also creating bugs and, you know, stuff like that. So like I said earlier, it has its pros and cons. Um, like if, if you're using it like in a wrong way, it's going to be bad. But if you're using it in the right way, um, it's going to be good. For example, if you're using it to do something like that um, isn't going to help or just doing anything that is really bad with it, then it's bad. Like some people know what they're doing and some people don't know what they're doing some people can just control themselves and some people cannot so i think it's based on the personality of the person i think it can be used in many ways it's just that if you feed it bad information you'll get bad results and vice versa well, it depends if AI is good or bad. So it's good for some reasons for like studies and things like ChatGPT, like my French Farah said, and also to and it's kind of bad because some people like to steal other people's money, which I think is not good. Like it's not so good to ask people for money if you don't have it. Just work. I feel that AI has both its good side and its bad side. I feel like AI is really good in like assisting human beings in just creating method and let's say devices, maybe even helping students out. But I feel like it can really have its negatives when um, like creating, let's say, bugs and hackers and stuff like that. It really like makes the invention which is supposed to be for good like just go to the bad side it's really depending on the person if it's good or bad because if it's bad it's like hacking if it's good it's you're creating website for people like i said earlier and uh, it's really depending on the personality of the person you can never really know what people will say when you ask them that question but to get a clearer picture i created an instagram poll to see if people thought ai is good or evil 
The results were 85% of people thought it was good and 15% of people thought it was bad. The idea is that AI in itself can be described as good or evil, but the way it can be used can be described as good or evil, and it's up to us to ensure that it is being used responsibly. One way to ensure that AI is being used responsibly is to practice responsible AI. This means developing and using AI systems in a way that is ethical, fair, transparent, and accountable. We can't really count how it can be good or evil, but the reason we believe it's good or evil is because of how it's portrayed through the media, movies, and stories. You can find AI as a friendly side character like in the 2001 A Space Odyssey, or it can be evil like in Rossum's Universal Robots. We can't really define on what is good or evil, and we can't really compare one example of AI to the rest of AI. But we can take time to learn about it before making assumptions, just like how you are now listening to artificial avenues to learn more about AI. No matter how AI is being used, we can't deny the fact that it is useful. This is proven when we look into our story today, the story of how artificial intelligence saved a boy's life. Once upon a time in China, there was a man named Fu. When he was only six years old, he was taken away by kidnappers and brought to a faraway province called Fujian. As he grew older, he started to have doubts about whether the people who raised him were his real parents. He had faint memories from his early childhood that troubled him. In 2019, Fu took a chance and posted his story on a special website created to find missing children. Sadly, his efforts went unrewarded and he received no news about his family. However, just recently, the website gave him a glimmer of hope and notified him that there might be a potential match for his identity. To confirm this, Fu underwent a DNA test which revealed an astounding truth. The man living in Chongqing, a city in the southwest of China, was indeed Fu's biological father. This loving father had been searching tirelessly for his long-lost son for an incredible 27 years. You see, in the past, it was much harder to find missing loved ones as the internet was not as prevalent as it is now. Fu's father had limited options to search for his son, but he took to a leap of faith and published his information on a database for missing children last year. And it was this brave decision that finally led to their incredible reunion. What made this reunion possible? A cutting-edge technology called facial recognition AI. This incredible innovation uses the unique features of a person's face to detect, recognize, and match them with others, even across different ages. And so after 27 years of being apart, Fu was joyfully reunited with his biological family. Determination and the amazing advancements in technology brought this heartwarming story to life. We looked through many things in this episode. We dived into how AI is being used in cooking, art, and sports. We looked into people's opinions on whether AI is good or evil, and we even heard the story of how AI saved a person's life. But even after all that information I told you today, I still question how human-like artificial intelligence is. And that's what we'll look into the next episode of Artificial Avenues. Thank you for listening to this episode of Artificial Avenues. This was your host, Julia Abri. If you would like to send a review or contact me, my email is julialabri23 at gmail.com. See you in our next episode.